Welcome to the Unfunny Kevin Show. The cigs are lit. The Hennessy is poured. I'm your host, Kevin Melody. Uh, happy Monday, everyone. I hope everybody had a wonderful week. I'm uh, coming to you Monday, the day of, what is today? The 29th. Thank you for listening. Please spread the word. If you don't already know, I'm the host of Tapped In, the podcast. Find us in every podcast store. Uh, leave a review. Uh, and iTunes, we'll get to that in a bit. That's kind of fun. Uh, please continue to support and share and spread the good gospel. Now, this show is meant to uh, make folks giggle and laugh. I mean, the artwork is a clown. Uh, beneath him, cocaine, books, a pipe, alcohol, and a cigarette, an ashtray, if you will. Quite the icons. They truly do embody me. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, I hope everybody had a good week. I hope everybody's happy and uh, enjoying their Monday. I'm here now. I normally have some kind of rant locked and loaded, but I'm actually going to defer to Instagram, which is funny. Unfunny Kev. You can go ahead and follow me there. Um, what I've been liking to do or what I've, what I've been liking to do, who the, what the fuck's wrong with me? What I've enjoyed doing is asking people if they have questions or if they need some fucking help and they could use, uh, my, uh, insane observation or my, you know, ridiculous opinion. Um, this comes from, a uh, someone on Instagram, uh, whom I love. I actually know this person, a listener, uh, how do I leave a toxic work environment? That's a great question. Uh, there's some context that I think has to be involved when asking. What's your job? If you're a, a cop, <laughs> I don't know. Leave. They're, you know, it's, uh, it's very difficult. Um, if you're a fireman or if you're... Uh, an EMT or if you're a, if you work at McDonald's, I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of different variables here. Now, if you are in a toxic work environment where there's like a power dynamic, that's weird, right? Like your boss, whether it's a man or a woman is very strange and over the top with you, then that's kind of difficult. I have no advice for you. Get the fuck out. Tell HR, but hopefully they don't do anything weird. I don't know. If you're uh, working uh, in an ambulance or you're working on a fire truck, you know, you got a partner uh, who's toxic. That's a little different, right? Because if you're working in close quarters uh, with somebody and that individual is toxic, it's just going to pour into your life, right? Like it's just going to – It's there's so much pour over. Ugh, you fucking weird pour over toxic folk you know like my buddy uh he uh, he works in a, in a in a very close quartered office space and i know that even though with covid he still feels the brunt he still gets the the the, the toxicity from a, a co-worker who's particularly toxic now they've they've reported that co-worker they've complained about that uh co-worker's performance and the way that they make others feel but there wasn't much that HR could do, right? It was more of an attitude thing. Uh, it's an intangible. 
So again, let's say fire truck. Maybe you work on an ambulance. If you're if your buddy, if the guy to your right, your partner is just like, you know, calling you names or pointing out your flaws or mistreating you, then there's not a lot that you can do uh, other than speak your mind, speak your peace. Sometimes people respect when you speak your peace. Sometimes people get really upset when you speak your peace, but you can at least speak, right? So if you're in a setting like that, like I said, you're in an ambulance or whatever the case is, at least you have this option to speak your mind because you're in close quarters and you're working together, you're doing a job that's pretty difficult, right? So if, if you could get an honest moment in, you could be like, hey man, this fucking environment is toxic. Here's some steps, I believe, that could remedy it and explain yourself. Be articulate. Don't just say you're a dick or you're a bitch. Like, ex- explain where you're coming from. I think it goes a long way. Or it might not. They could just be a complete cunt and you, you have no fucking, you can't do anything about it, right? If, you're, if your buddy in the, in the ambulance is, is crazy, then they're fucking crazy and reevaluate your situation and get the fuck out, right? I mean, that's kind of all you can do to a certain degree is like, if there's no way to remedy the workplace, then you have to get a new workplace. This is, this is key. If you, if you can't fix what's happening, it's, it's, and it's a dead end, right? It's a complete dead end. Then it's best you get out. It's best. It's just best you fucking get out of it. It's not worth the labor and the attention and the pain and the, 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 all the bullshit. Um, and it's best you just get out, right? I mean, that's kind of the best advice I can give. Uh, and we'll, re- we'll revisit this. I like this question. What do you do when you're in a toxic work environment? It's... Sorry, I had to take a little sig break. Yeah, what do you fucking do? It's difficult. It's very difficult. I, I for one, I'm, uh, if you care to know about my week, I assume you're listening because you do uh, have been dealing with uh, my own shit. Uh, we're, I'm not trying to make the unfunny Kevin show something it's not. I don't want to load it up with sponsors. I know this will be quoted at some point down the line. But I am looking to generate a little revenue off ads. So um, I'm trying to get ads that are applicable or funny that, you know, you, my audience uh, might find uh, entertaining for me to read. Uh, and it's 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 been it's been interesting. I've been doing these like different pitches and and tapped in is such a beautiful independent project of mine and, and a couple buddies of mine that we've we've kind of kept it off of podcast networks. We've kept it away from these easy ways to just monetize. And the thing is, after a while, you got to make some money. Right. And uh, if you want to do it full time, it's there's all this like there's nuance. Right. As there is with anything. Uh, and I feel like it, it's been a, it's been an interesting journey just kind of exploring that. Like I've, when I first started this, I kicked around the idea of Patreon and I don't hate that idea. I think it's fun. I think I can make it like really cheap. I always thought it would be super funny. Like when I first, I remember the first time I ever did stand up. it was like 2015 or something like that. I did an open mic and I was going to this place called the, I think it was called the, 
God damn it. What was it? The Wolf? It was, it was some weird theater on like Melrose or something. And it was like a really weird part of Hollywood. It was late at night. And uh, it was a, it was like a black box theater. And it was really cool. It was a very small theater. You, you paid like three bucks. They put your name in a fishbowl. And then you get like three minutes. And I, as most fucking, you know, shows work. I remember sitting in the audience thinking like, I love a black box theater. Like I love a small, weird kind of like a dank, darker, intimate setting because I just think it's funny. And and personally, I'd rather be funny to, to I'd, I'd rather be outrageously funny to, to 30 people than have to be, you know, commercially funny to a million. So I don't, I don't know. I'm just weird like that. And I always thought at the time there was no Patreon, but there was Vimeo. And I always thought it'd be funny if I like, shot a special in a really small setting. Like I was like in the future, I'll shoot a special and then I'll, I'll price it, uh, the way something would have been priced in like the thirties. Like I own this, I shot this. It'll cost you the, 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 a mere nickel. Like I thought it would just be funny. Cause again, it's not so much about the money as it is. Like people won't think twice if they don't really know you, you don't have a big draw. If you send something funny around, you go, dude, this guy's hilarious and they go all right well i'm not paying 10 bucks i don't know who fucking this fucking guy is right and you go well no dude it's actually a quarter you just pay a quarter i mean nobody's gonna think twice about a quarter and then that's how i win you know it's like you sell a million copies at a quarter a piece no i'm just kidding but I, the the point is i always thought that was a funny tactic and I've i've been giving it more thought lately i think it'd be funny to like film something like that and then and then again, that's the whole thing with Patreon is like you can profit off of it. You can do all these different things uh, without diluting the product too much with ads. But uh, I mean, who cares, right? I could, I, I could figure this out. So that's just one thing that, that I'm dealing with. Another exciting adventure uh, is my sister has to get a car. And I, I, I love her so much. She's... And I, this is, there's nothing funny about this. I just love her. Um, and it's rough because like she had a cash car for a while. The roof is rusted. She sat it for like six years. And it's like, it's just funny to see like just the way, like buying a car in general, like dealing with salespeople is, uh, something I loathe. Like I, I had done sales before I did cell phone sales. It's I'm not proud. But it was fun, and it built some fun character, right? I had worked my way up this cell phone ladder at Verizon, which was a premium retailer Verizon, which meant I didn't work for Verizon. I worked for an Armenian man named Bedig, and he was a, he was a cunt. He was the worst human being I've ever met, uh, but he owned like 20 Verizons, and he let me move my way up through the ranks because I had remarkable charm and but, but I didn't. I wasn't a salesman. What I would do is people would come in and I watched how other salesmen dealt with them. And whatever they did, I did the opposite because I was absolutely disgusted. I mean, it was like, you know, someone comes in and they're like, my iPhone is stuck on silent. And we all know you flip the fucking switch on the side of the fucking device. Uh, and I would flip the switch and I'd go, there you go. Have a nice day because I didn't want to fucking work. I wanted to go back to watching Netflix on my cell phone. And 
the the old guy would be like, oh, what? I don't need a new one, you know, because he was so conditioned to go to store. It's like Pavlovian. Go to store with problem. Walk out with new phone and new contract. Like that's the game. Okay. Now I had a situation where I was working in uh, Studio City. Oddly enough, I was held at gunpoint there uh, once, which was really funny. But I'll get into that later. It's a good story. Uh, and I was basically dealing with I had a, a sale a, a coworker who was there for like years, uh, and his name was Jesse. And Jesse was a very timid, uh, funny kid from Hollywood. I think he was he's I believe he said he was he was either Guatemalan or Mexican. I can't remember, but he was very funny. Uh, and he really didn't sell. Like people would come in. He was just so jaded. He didn't really need the commission. People would come in and be like, you know, do you guys carry accessories? And he'd go, no. And there was like a wall full of accessories. He's so fucking funny without trying to be. He was just kind of burnt out and he had a girlfriend he hated. And, you know, so there was some comedy there. And when I was working with him, we had somebody come in and I'd seen the sharky people uh, upsell. So someone, again, I gave you the example of the senior with the broken silent button, which is not broken. It's just flipped into the silent setting. And then they go, well, you know, it's broken, sir. Oh, dear God, another contract. And then you just bully them into getting a fucking new phone. So I had this situation. This lady came back. I had helped her. She had, you know, some email issue with her iPhone. I fixed it. And I said, please leave. And she left. She came back and bought like 14 iPads. And like... And I became, like, very quickly the number one salesman. And I got promoted to, like, managing a store uh, myself in Thousand Oaks. Um, and when I was at that store, I fucking had a, a bevy of strange hires. I, for some reason, I was a manager, but I wasn't allowed to hire. So they'd hire people, and I'd always get, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a quick retail job. It's not corporate. We're not running background checks. So I'd get these dudes that were, you know, in halfway homes or... Uh, on the lamb and they just needed a quick, some quick cash. Uh, and that was fun. It was, it was exciting. And I, I met many funny characters, but the point is this salesmen are God awful. And my sister having to buy a fucking car, I'm getting ready to deal with the salesman. I just know it's going to happen. And it's not something I like to do. And it's largely based on my experience and how fucking, uh, you know, how annoying I think they are. But I had a coworker, um, who we were robbed at gunpoint together. And like I said, his name was Jesse. He was timid. And Jesse was someone who never talked. Like I said, timid. He'd make funny things. Like when someone said, oh, do you have any any accessories for the iPads? Do you have iPad accessories? He'd just be like, no, no, not here. No, no, thank you. And they'd leave. It was hilarious. So this kid came in once. And it was like, you know, noon on, uh, it was Coldwater and Ventura Boulevard, midday. And he had like a fucking, I think he had a 45, he had a revolver. And he came in, pulled it out of his pants. He had a, uh, like a ski mask on. And he said, uh, yo, where the fuck are the iPhones at? Right? And I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> I started laughing immediately because I'm mentally ill. 
And Jesse, who's quiet, was like, oh, my God, please don't kill me, please, please. And I, I just and then I, I turned back and looked at Jesse and I was like, Jesse, shut up. Because I'm like, Jesse, you're normally quiet. He's like, no, nah, please. And I'm like, Jesse, shh. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, ignore Jesse. Uh, do you need the cash? He goes, no, nah, I need iPhones now. I was like, okay, let's get you the iPhones. Okay. Little did this guy know, uh, we had a fake iPhone that's like a GPS tracker, uh, and it triggers an alarm. And all the phones that are inside the safe trigger the alarm. So he's walking us to the safe, which is located in the back of the store, and he's got the revolver on the back of my skull. And I'm not shaking. Jesse's screaming. He's like, no, please, no, no, no. Don't kill Kevin. Don't kill him. And I turn around. I'm like, Jesse, shut the fuck up. Shut up. This is good. We're fine. We're safe. And I just remember this is like a, this is the best detail of the whole story. When you work in a Verizon that's premium retail, there is no DJ. That music that you hear is a CD. It's a CD that has a select amount of hits that are played over and over. I don't remember the year. It was some time ago. But this particular year, a song that was quite popular was with Juicy J and Katy Perry. And I would fucking hear it a million times a shift. So as I got this gun to my head, there's a song playing. I think it was like Ellie Goulding. Something's in the background. And this, this kid goes, all right, get the fuck in the safe room. I get in the safe room. Open the fucking safe. All right, I open the safe. Here's the phones. All right, I slipped the GPS in. Jesse's like, please just don't kill us, please. I go, Jesse, shut up. I'm like kicking him. And the kid goes, I'm going to lock you in here. You're going to count to 10, and I'll be gone. Now, when he locks the door behind us, I'm assuming, you know, uh, because we just triggered an alarm silently, police will be there soon. So maybe he'll, like be caught in the store with us and maybe we could have a hostage situation he could shoot bullets through the door you know so i'm telling jesse to shut the fuck up he just wouldn't shut up jesse gets quiet and then all of a sudden the katy perry juicy j <laughs> the katy perry juicy j song comes on and it's juicy j uh, i think in the beginning he's like katy perry katy perry it's juicy j and K katy perry and it's like, I'm an alien or something. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't even remember what the fucking song sounds like. But I just remember Juicy J comes on and he goes, get a bear. And I, I just, dude, I fucking, when I tell you guys I lost my mind, I had tears worse than Jesse running down my face because I was laughing. And I could hear the kid on the other side of the door just being like, are you all right in there? Like he was concerned because I was like, <laughs> And Jesse's like, why are you laughing? And he starts giggling. And I go, Jess, we're going to die to our least favorite song. You know, this is the Juicy J, Katy Perry song. I'm fucking, this kid's going to shoot bullets through his door right into my head while we listen to Katy Perry. And this is like poetic, dude. And I'm just giggling. And he's like, I don't want to work with you anymore. Like it was... <laughs> And my point is, I hate salesmen. Um, no, my, my point is, I, I live to tell the tale. And it was funny. But, like, I just was in so many sales positions where I didn't sell shit. And I actually got held at gunpoint. And I, I got promoted for, for being who I was. And um, I laughed through that entire scenario because that's who I fucking am. 
And I'm not going to change whom I am because it's gotten me quite far. So I suggest that anybody dealing with some bullshit, uh, whether it's buying a new car, being a salesman, or blah, 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 be who you are. Uh, it pays. Sometimes it makes you thrive. And if you're a piece of shit, correct your behavior. Kind of the best advice I can give you. Otherwise, um, don't work at Verizon. Uh, giggle when you're being held at Rob Point. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Rob Point. Giggle when you're being robbed at gunpoint. Um, do whatever the fuck you can, man. Uh, life's short. And... Uh, I don't know. I just thought it'd be nice to share, like, you know, and I, I'm excited to, and I, I, f I feel for salesmen because I know them so well and I know how full of shit they are. I've worked with so many of them and I have so much experience in that world, but I just was never like, I was a good salesman by being the anti salesman. Um, so I'm going to take my sister to go car shopping today. And, uh, that's, I'm, I'm just, just looking back, just goddamn, And they respect me because I'm who I am, you know? Uh, don't get bullied by salesmen. Don't get, don't get bullied by anyone. Fuck that. Uh, and continue to support and listen and spread the gospel of the unfunny Kevin show. If you can, uh, please leave a five star review in the Apple podcast store. Uh, I think someone maliciously has left a one star, uh, which can't be true, but it happened. So, and it's going to happen a lot more. I'm sure. So if you can, leave a five-star review. It really helps with advertising. And if you could leave a written review about how much you love the show, say whatever you want. It would really go a long way. Uh, please continue to share it. Unfunnykevin.com is where you can find every fucking audio. I, this, this fucking podcast is on every kind of audio uh, platform you could imagine. We're in Pandora. I've said it before. Tell your grandparents. I know they like Pandora. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good shit. Spread the word. Um, Unfunny Kev on Instagram uh, and uh, Unfunny Kevin on Twitter. Now, I'm going to share one parting story. I took a poll on Instagram to see if uh, anybody went through what I went through. I had this weird, this weird thing with dreams. Uh, so far, we're at 75%. No, 25%. Yes. So... I had some weird problems as a kid. I used to have night terrors where I'd have these horrible nightmares and I couldn't sleep. And that evolved into insomnia by the time I was in middle school. Then I had to beat that with weed. And I, I've been through a lot of shit. All right. And people like that about me, I guess. But one thing I've noticed about my dreams lately is for some reason I can fly on command. And I had a nightmare <laughs> the other night where I was in the middle of my dream and I appear, for some reason, I'm conscious in my dreams. Like I'll be in a dream and I'll go, uh-oh, <laughs> it's a dream. This is stupid. I'm not going to fall for this. And then I can start flying. Like I can just start levitating. So I put on Instagram, yo, can you fly, levitate, or float on command in your dreams? Question mark. We got 75% saying no, 25% saying yes. So I, I feel fucking special right now. I'm going to tell you, I feel kind of special. Because I can, and it's kind of fucking crazy. And I didn't realize it till I woke up this morning in a fucking sweat where I was being thrown around in my dream by ghosts or something. And then I was like, but I can fly myself. And I, on command, like I turn my palms downward and then somehow I can float. It's very strange. 
But I just wanted to get some feedback, and it looks like some of you experience it and some of you don't. I thought it was a funny thing to share. I don't. It's not a bit. It's just something I've, I've I experienced. It's fucking strange. Um, let me know if you <laughs> email the unfunny Kevin Show at gmail.com. Questions, concerns, sponsors. Let me know if you have uh, if you can fly in your dreams. It's kind of weird. It's, it's weirding me out. The more I think about it, right now. Uh, unfunny Kevin on Twitter. Unfunny Kev on Instagram. Tappedinmusic.com. All that. Uh, please leave reviews in the iTunes podcast store, and I will be with you next week. Yeah, y'all know what it is. Katy Perry, Juicy J. Uh huh. Let's rage. You were, you were gonna come to me. And here you are, but you better choose carefully. Cause I-